Hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to uh, Generation Rainbow. Um, my name's Erica. My name is Nate. And um, Nate is my son. He's 14. And um, this podcast was kind of inspired by a lot of the conversations that we have with each other. Kind of realized that we have a bunch of uh cool conversations about just life and what's going on in the world and everything like that. It's really fun for me as a mom now that Nate's a little bit older and we can talk in a different way. Definitely. I love these conversations that we have. We have them almost every single day. So we thought it would be really good because I, as far as we know, there's really nothing like this out there where it's, you know, a parent and a teenager just, you know, each giving their different perspective about life and just showing how we communicate and how we discuss things. We thought that would be really beneficial for others to hear and see. And maybe that can help bridge any kind of like generational gaps you might have with your parents if you're a kid listening or with your kids if you're a parent listening. Definitely. I think you guys will really like this. <laughs> I, I think this is going to be really fun. Yeah, we're definitely excited about it. So for our inaugural podcast, <laughs> we decided that we were going to take on talking about social media because, you know, I am 38. I'm about to turn 39 in November. And like I said, Nate's 14. So we come from completely different schools when it comes to social media, for yeah. sure. So definitely, like, when I was growing up, um, like, I, I remember not even having the internet until I was, like, 16 or 17. Yeah, for as long as I can remember, I can remember having the internet. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, you were born in 2006, so, you know, definitely the internet. Early, early 2000s. Yeah, the internet had definitely been around, but my first exposure to the internet was like, you know, dial-up and AOL chat rooms and all kinds of stuff, stuff that I'm not going to lie doing stuff I had no business doing <laughs> when I was a teenager, but we all know how that goes. Like, you know, when you're, you know, like 14, 15, 16, you're really kind of like discovering who you are. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And you're testing the waters on stuff and everything like that. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> but, I think for me, because my generation kind of like came of age with the internet, yeah. it's my approach to social media with Nate is really interesting because, you know, I know a lot more about it. I'm really, you know, savvy with the internet <laughs> and stuff like that. So, you know, there's not a lot that I feel like could get past me. <laughs> no, I didn't figure anyway. 
I didn't really... I mean, when I first got social media, which was this year, um, I didn't really think anything would get past you because I figured that you would be a complete genius about this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm a genius, but, you know, I, mean, I do know. Sometimes it seems like it. Oh, well, thanks. Um, I do know a few tricks and stuff like that as far as, you know, everything. And I think it really is kind of interesting because... Nate definitely hasn't really had a big interest in social media until this year. Yeah, I definitely haven't. Before this year, that was not on my mind at all. Then this year I said, hey, why not? It might be fun. Yeah, I would ask him, like, you know, sometimes I'll be like, you know, hey, I don't know, like, do your friends have, like, an Instagram or a Facebook or things like that? And, you know, my whole thing was I always said until you were actually, like, the age that you um, can be to get one without having to lie about your age, that's when I would be cool with it. Like, everybody can do whatever they want with their own, you know, family time, things like that. But for me, I definitely... I didn't feel comfortable with the whole like, you know, we'll just put a year for whatever so you can get social media because I for me, I feel I don't know. I feel like that that kind of starts a precedence of dishonesty that yeah. yeah, that I feel like can bleed over into other things. Yeah. Um as I said before this year, I had no interest in this at all and whenever she'd ask me I would say, no, that isn't really my thing. And it had never crossed my mind. And I totally agreed with not getting like a Twitter or an Instagram until I was of age. Because, you know, I wanted to follow the rules of the internet. Because, <laughs> you know. Even it's just though the right it's thing even, to do. Even though it's the internet where there are aren't really many rules i still wanted to follow them yeah definitely and i feel like it's just one of those things that like a lot of the times i know when i was younger for me it was um this is, dates me totally but it was myspace you know that's that's pretty old <laughs> It is. Everybody I knew had a MySpace account and everything like that. So, you know, even though I was never really somebody who necessarily wanted to do what everybody else was doing, there still kind of felt like that pressure of like, you know, this is, you know, something that my friends have. Everybody has one. Maybe I should get one because, you know, that's how everybody's communicating. That's how everybody's, you know, posting their pictures of the weekend and yeah. stuff like that. Like, do you did you feel any of that kind of like pressure from your friend group to get social media um, or? No, I definitely didn't feel any pressure from my friends. Um, most of the time, pressure from other people doesn't really affect me that much. So I said, I'm going to do this on my own terms. I don't really care what you guys say. And that's really good because let's face it, like a lot of teenagers are not like that at all. Like a lot of teenagers really give into that stuff. And I think with social media, a lot of the things I know as a parent that scare parents with social media is how 
it can influence your choices and how a lot of the times it can influence, you know, how you feel about yourself. And, you know, some of the images that you see can, you know, put things in your mind of like, well, my life needs to be a certain way or like this or something like that. Yeah. Um, Peer pressure just really hasn't really had an effect on me for most of my life because I'm just kind of like, okay, you can say that, but I don't really care. (laughs) That's awesome. I've never felt pressured to, like, be forced to do anything or say something. Like, I know that every kid in my school from at least fifth grade had, like, an Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like, okay, that's cool. Um not really my thing right now though and i said i'll just wait and i mean that's really good because like now that you do have social media so everybody knows nate does have a twitter and he does have an instagram this is these are very new developments like part of me thinks maybe you got bored because you know the pandemic was going on that that was definitely part of it i just wanted something to just do kind of really random stuff on yeah and probably too because you know and don't worry y'all we're actually going to have another episode where we're gonna go a little bit more in depth about covid and the pandemic and how it's affected us but like has it been like did some of the wanting social media now was it because like you don't really get to like you know we haven't had hangouts with your friends and you're not he's going to school virtually like all year and everything like that that's a choice that we've made it as a family but is that part of it too um yes that was definitely part of it i i wanted to kind of have those connections with friends and people that i was kind of close with in school yeah because I know that they all had those social media accounts. And I said, eh, I'm pretty bored because we're in, you know, quarantine. And, um, just kind of made sense. Yeah, I wanted to like stay connected with people. Yeah. And I mean, that's what I, one thing I've definitely noticed with social media for me, especially during the pandemic, is that it's helped me connect with my friends and things like that because you know since we're not seeing people we're not hanging out and all that sort of stuff and especially with um two toddlers because for anyone who doesn't know we have um two other kids um their names are ezra and micah they are two and three so with toddlers you know this would probably be about the time where they would be in say like preschool or we'd be doing more play groups and things like that and just like as a family that's something we're not doing we're being super super cautious with everything um my husband sean nate's stepdad um has very bad asthma and high blood pressure um those are trigger points for covid so we definitely don't want to do anything that could jeopardize his health we are trying to be as safe as possible yes we are very much pro mask pro six feet distance all that stuff but like i said we're gonna have we're gonna have a covid podcast coming down the pipe that's gonna go a little bit more into that we'll get to that a bit later (laughs) yeah that'll be coming up soon but definitely i feel like um 
social media has helped bridge that gap for me with my friends and being able to still feel connected with people because I think connections especially important right now yeah definitely I think people that don't really have any connections with other people um I feel like they might be suffering a little bit because they don't they might not have somebody that they can talk to mm. and that really sucks because I mean like I have the same like two or three friends that I talk to but I still like to have like other people that I can talk to besides them just so I can broaden my horizons definitely and I think um, it's also too helps you know I know you have to be careful with social media and news and things like that because you know there's you know all kinds of stuff out there but I do know that it really helps me stay you know connected to the news and everything like that because for me I'll definitely say I'm not one of those people that feels the need to unplug necessarily um i like to stay plugged in and know that i can look up stuff and be aware and everything like that that's what's best for my mental health i know a lot of people feel differently about that definitely um i a lot of the time i just like to go on to google and i just like to look up the most random stuff that you would not think of at all you definitely got that from me oh a hundred percent i'm the queen of wikipedia rabbit holes for sure oh yeah definitely and i'm the prince i guess i guess so yeah this is why we're really good jeopardy players because we have lots of random facts in our head you guys will probably get a ton of random facts sprinkled throughout these podcasts (laughs) because we both know a lot of random junk yeah, I, I could just go, but I don't, eh, not right now. <laughs> if you ever want to get Nate going, ask him about World War II. Oh, don't get me started. This child knows so much about World War II, like, it will blow your mind. Yeah, it's it, it's it's kind of disappointing. No, I mean, it's not disappointing. I mean, like, not disappointing, but it's kind of surprising how much I know about the Second World War because I could tell you a lot about like all the leaders and all the battles and see look you got me see, going yeah, about World see, War II there we go you never know we might have to have a World War II podcast where he just goes off talking about World War II because admittedly that's not something I know a ton about I'll be going solo for that one <laughs> but you know hey you can always learn something learn more stuff but back to the topic at hand as far as um social media well, and things like that i have a thing to say like you of course use in case you guys don't know she uses social media to as a kind of job yes um how does that kind of you know tie into how social media is for me well um for anyone who doesn't know i'm i you know some people don't like that term and everything like that but i'm a quote-unquote influencer on social media or content creator whatever you want to call it i mean basically you know i'm one of those people that's on instagram you know with my spawn con talking about you know like hey this brand paid me for this like super cool and all that sort of stuff you know but i know for me i'm very intentional with that because 
I told myself when I started doing that and I started blogging, because I also have a blog as well, that I was going to be myself and I was going to keep it 100 and be real with it. I'm definitely not going to be one of those people on social media that, you know, is making my life seem like it's this huge, long highlight reel of fakeness and everything's great and wonderful because that's just not who I am. And I'm not going to stifle myself and like you know if you're if you're friends with me on social media especially my instagram page which is where i make the majority of like my money as far as stuff like i'm still talking about politics i'm still talking about racism i'm still talking about homophobia like i'm still talking about all the hard stuff and i and i definitely like that about you that you you don't hesitate to talk about the bad stuff you don't only talk about the good stuff that's happening you're not just like Oh, my life is perfect. Nobody's life is perfect. And exactly. That's, that's, and I don't like the kind of people that pretend like their life is like all sunshine and rainbows because it's never really going to be all sunshine and rainbows every single day. Definitely not. I think that a lot of the times, one of the pitfalls of social media is that a lot of people get caught up in that, you know seeing like say like especially on instagram where it's just you know oh the perfectly curated little squares where you take your cute pictures and stuff like that and not everybody's like that but a lot of people assume if they just see those highlights that that means someone's life is perfect and that's far from the truth for sure um for me i always assume everybody got problems like that's just not who I am. But I also know that a lot of people don't do that. And that's why I talk about things that are real and things that are actually going on in my life, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything. So I can show that, you know, that's what life really is. Yeah. On social media, there are a lot of people that live kind of I want to say a fake life, kind of, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, they kind of live a life that's only the good stuff. Yeah, and that's all they show. That In reality, that's just not the truth. Yeah, and I think, like, you know, I understand where some people, like, you know, just to, I guess, say the flip side of that of it i think a lot of people probably get on social media and you know they want that to be a happy place for them and a place where you know they don't talk about the bad stuff and everything like that but i also think that that's a really slippery slope because especially if you're somebody who uses social media the way i do as far as being you know a, essentially a job i see it as a job i treat it as a job um, I think it's very dangerous to show people that and not show the reality because that can cause people to get caught up in that and to feel dissatisfied with their own life. Yeah. And I feel that if you, on social media, you use it as kind of like your getaway from real life, I want to say. Um, if you use it like that and you only do that um i feel like eventually it could kind of become your you could try and make it your reality instead of like 
just your social media. Like you try to live in like this like fake reality of like, you know, yeah. where you're ignoring problems because you're trying to keep up with like this social media life. And I've seen that happen to people. And it's super unfortunate to get caught up in that. And I think that's some of like the dark side of social media. I definitely think that there are tons of great things about social media for sure. Like, I mean, I will be totally honest, like my husband, Sean, I met him because of a Facebook group, like total, not a dating group or anything like that, but we happen to connect and you know over eight years later here we are so like and i mean i've made lots of great friends lots of good connections on social media so there are so many great things about it but there definitely can be a lot of darkness to it as well yeah there definitely can be there can be those social media accounts that are like the only the good stuff but then there are also the ones that are a lot of the bad stuff like only a lot of the bad stuff yeah and Which, i mean that I can mean, happen it, it's it it's kind of sad to see but it is reality yeah which yeah and i think that's something that people need to remember when you're on social media that like I see a lot of people talk about how, you know, on social media, there's like, you're like one person on social media and, you know, a different person off social media. And my whole thing has always been like, that's not how it has to be. If that's what you're choosing, that's one thing. But like, if you've met me, you know, I am the exact same person yeah. <laughs> on social media that I am like, all my goofiness, all my weirdness, all my sarcasm, like, I'm not trying to, like, present myself as somebody different. Yeah, and it's definitely the same for me on, like, specifically Twitter, because that's what I use the most. Um, I really should use Instagram more, because I haven't used it as much as I'd like. But well, it's a fairly new account. You just got the Instagram a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and on Twitter, I just kind of post whatever I want. And I, I just... I don't, it's not really a separate me, it's more just innate saying specific stuff about specific things. Like, sometimes I'll say something about politics or what's going on in the world, or sometimes I'll just say something really random. Like the last tweet that I did, which is asking people to give me really bad advice on how to eat food <laughs> and that was funny so because that's another thing like as far as like our social media rules in our house that i did want to discuss um so the rule was like when nate decided he wanted to create his accounts i said okay i will sit with you i'll create we'll go through creating the account together i have the password Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I can check up on it. He does have to follow me and his stepdad which, on social media. And we follow him back. Yes. So we can, you know, make sure everything's, you know, cool and stuff like that. Um, definitely told him I don't prefer him to use pictures of himself as like his avatars and things like that. And I have I've never really liked putting myself as my picture. Like it, it, I like putting something really random as my picture, 
which is good because that follows the rule. <laughs> so, um, and I think just having that line of open communication, that's how I've always been as far as say like social media or even like quote unquote screen time, things like that. I've always felt like if I made it into a huge deal and made it this taboo that that would make it an even bigger deal than it needs to be. So me being yeah. kind of like relaxed about it and being like, let's be do this together. I feel like that's been an option that has worked for us. It, it definitely has because like once I actually wanted to get like Twitter and Instagram, I felt comfortable like saying that I wanted to get these things and it wasn't a very big deal. Which I definitely liked. Yeah, and I think, like, I definitely am glad that... You know what I realized, too, in this podcast? We have said definitely a whole lot, both of us. We'll work on that. like and definitely. Yeah, we'll work on that for next time. But, you know, hey, keeping it real. But I think one good thing was... (laughs) Waiting um, until you were ready to get that stuff. And actually, you know, it being the right time for you yeah which i really like that about you is that you're you're not kind of like pushy Mm -hmm. about it or you're not like really intense about stuff you're more (laughs) you're more relaxed about it you're just you're really chill about basically everything yeah i mean that's just kind of like my philosophy about stuff and i feel like that has led to us having you know good communication and always knowing that no matter what like you can talk to me about stuff and we can communicate about the hard stuff and the fun stuff and the happy stuff and so that's where we've really come to like you know with this podcast because you know these are conversations that we have all the time and I'm fortunate enough that I have a teenager that wants to talk to me because I know um, unfortunately that's not always the norm yeah it definitely isn't um it I I still respect the fact that you're my parent and that you're my mom but a lot of the time it feels like you're more my friend a lot of the time than like my mom and I still like know that you're my mom and you still respect me like and my you know authority when i need to have it (laughs) yes i definitely respect your authority (laughs) so i mean like it it feel wrong not to like respect you as my mother yeah i think it's good too because we have the kind of relationship and i feel really strongly about this i know a lot of people say you know oh your kids can't be your friends you can't be your friend's kid because you know they're just gonna walk all over you and all that sort of stuff and i feel the exact opposite like i don't know why i wouldn't want to be my children's friend because i i hold my friendships to a high standard so i I wouldn't let my friends you know do and say whatever to me i mean it it feels like i respect you more because you act more like a friend a lot of the time than a mom and you definitely still do the stuff that you need to do as a parent but you definitely like you know what i I think I know what you, I, I yeah. know what you're saying. Like, yeah, we have a good balance of both. 
Yes, which is and good. if he were only parent, like if you didn't try and be friends with me at all, I feel like our relationship would be way different. I think it would be too. I don't think we would have the kind of like openness that we do. And that would be my only advice because sometimes I'll have like people ask me like, how do you have such a good relationship with Nate and all that sort of stuff? And I like, I tell them, don't be afraid to like be your child's friend and to be interested in them. And you can have that balance of being friends, but still, you know, being a parent, knowing when it's time to, you know, guide your child and things like that. But, you know, still be interested in your kid. Like, find out what they like. Talk to them. Don't be afraid to, like, initiate those conversations. And sometimes I think parents get afraid about talking to their kids because they're afraid of what they're going to say or that they're not going to want to talk to them. And I feel like a lot more kids really want to talk to their parents than people might think. Yeah, definitely. Um, Especially, I feel like a lot of people want their parents to talk to them. And as you said, their parents might be afraid to talk to them because they think their kid doesn't want to, but sometimes you just got to take that risk. Exactly. And it can also be the same for kids, too, because sometimes, you know, I know when you're a teenager, I remember being a teenager. It's really easy. <laughs> I know. I, believe it or not, I remember, you know, four score and seven years ago when I was a teenager. But um, I remember, you know, feeling, you know, afraid to, like, talk and stuff and about what I was feeling and what I was thinking because I was afraid I was going to be judged. And now, granted, I was raised in a completely different situation. I was raised by my aunt. Um, My parents weren't in the picture. And, you know, she was a pretty conservative religious person. So I didn't know, I didn't feel like there was a lot of things that I was thinking or feeling that I could have said to her because I was afraid of being judged. But at the same time, I also didn't try out of fear. And looking back, I wish I would have tried. Yeah, as I've heard multiple times, more than multiple times in my life, in my in my very long life of 14 years, <laughs> the worst answer you can get is no. Exactly. And you never know until you try. Yeah. The worst answer you can get is no. And you have to try to get that answer. Exactly. There's there's nothing wrong with putting yourself out there. But I also did want to talk because I know that there are there's definitely one facet of like the Internet and social media that you do that is not one I'm as familiar with. Mm hmm. And that's Reddit. And I know Reddit can be a real dark hole. Oh, so like. Oh, God. So, you know, I I tr- have the trust in you. And I know that you're not like doing any of like the like stuff that you don't need to be doing for sure. I, but on Reddit, I just go on Reddit and I just scroll through like um r slash funny which is a place where people just post memes and stuff and Mm. funny stuff um the subreddit for a game that i play called rocket league which i just look through it and i don't comment at all i just click on stuff read what's there and then i move on to the next thing 
Um, I've never been onto a subreddit that's shady. Yeah, and I think that's important too about social media. I really do feel like the things that you do, like, you know, in various places on the internet, like Reddit, and I know, like, you do, like, YouTube and stuff like that. And we've definitely had discussions about YouTube because I've told you who not to mess with on YouTube because there's a bunch of racist and not-so-good people on YouTube. I mean, like, I know there's, as you just said, a bunch of racist people on YouTube, but... If you, like, go through YouTube enough, you can find some pretty messed up stuff. Yeah. So that's why I think one of the good things about um, with your kids and social media is making sure that you have the conversations and that you stay involved. Because I definitely do stay involved. Like, even before you had, like, you know, the main social medias, like, you know, Twitter, Instagram, and stuff like that, when I knew you'd be, like, looking at YouTube videos or reading Reddit and all that sort of stuff, like, I would make sure, like, hey, let's discuss what you're seeing, what you're not seeing, me staying, like, you know, in the know of like who's bad who's not bad <laughs> all that sort of I stuff. mean like recently on YouTube there was a YouTuber that um he was on video taking cats and like torturing and killing and, them and see that's the stuff and, that's like wow um, this week he actually got his channel completely removed from YouTube which is a very good thing but the problem is is that there's still a lot of bad things on YouTube like there's accounts that if you click on their profile and you look at their channel um they can actually steal your information and it's uh, the same and, on Instagram and happens, too and it happens mostly to smaller channels and they just comment want to be friends and if you click on their channel um they actually have like 500,000 subscribers which if you guys don't know that's quite a lot that's a lot of youtube subscribers that's that's a lot of people um and you're like yeah i want to be friends because you want to get more subscribers Mm -hmm. and then they can steal your information and um, a YouTube channel that has like two thousand subscribers is worth like two hundred dollars. Yeah, and I think a lot of people get caught up in that as far as social media with those numbers. I know for like say like my line of work with like Instagram, it's really easy for people to get caught up in like you know I need to get over ten thousand, I need to get twenty five thousand, fifty thousand, and it's so easy to get caught up in that sort of stuff. And it sounds like YouTube is similar too and like I do have friends that are YouTubers that are like smaller YouTubers that you know you get caught up in that because I mean that's how brands and sponsors pay it's a lot of like a numbers game which you yeah. have to be really careful with I mean with. like the biggest YouTube channels on YouTube have over a hundred million subscribers that's wild which is definitely wild um and like there are people the closest people to them have like 50 million which is insane they gathered such a following that they're several they're tens of million subscribers above those channels yeah and that's quite insane that's so that's a whole lot of people i personally don't really care about numbers like i'll sometimes as a joke i'll i'll say i have like 
30 Twitter Twitter followers and I'm like the number one person on Twitter <laughs> just as a joke because a lot of people think like just because they have like 10 people or 20 people that follow them they think they're they are a god on that platform and they can do anything yeah I think a lot of people get their self-esteem tied to social media numbers and that's another dangerous slope to be on like I think it's just you know my whole philosophy about social media like is just you know put out you know good things and put out goodness and put out you know who you are and be yourself and you know if you're like say like a content creator or an influencer like me like you know, just do things you're proud of. But even if you're not in that world, just, you know, put out, you know, put out who you are and just, you know, don't get caught up in, you know, it being a game about your self-esteem and that sort of thing. And definitely, I will say on YouTube, one thing that a lot of smaller and up and up and coming YouTubers get caught in is that they want to do what the people like. They don't do what they like. They yeah. do what's popular and they do what works, but they don't do what they want to do. And that's a lot of problems with a lot of YouTube channels. And when they realize that, I think they make a thousand times better content. Because doing what you want versus doing what you need to do can make so much of a difference. It's just really about being yourself. Like, I find that in uh, what I do as well. Like, I'm in groups and things like that as far for networking purposes and things like that. And I'll see people making these posts stressing numbers so bad. Like, you know, oh, my engagement's down for this. I'm losing followers. I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm trying to do all this stuff. And it's, the thing that I always tell people is just like, the biggest thing that you can do is just be yourself. And maybe you're not going to have, you know, I think another thing that people get caught up in is everybody wants to get famous on social media. Everybody sees the, you know, the big people, you know, making the millions of dollars and stuff like that. Yeah. But that's a, like, that's a once in a lifetime thing. And that's definitely something that's only really come up so much in like your generation, because like that was never even remotely a thing when I was in like, nobody was like making money off of, you know, being on the internet. Like it's wild to me that like, I, I, I make money on Instagram. Like I never thought that that would happen, yeah. but it and, does. And one of the, well, this is, a bit different but one of the bigger um content creation platforms it's called twitch mm, it's a yes. streaming platform i've heard of that um, a lot of people well there are specific streamers that will um actually like kind of shame their viewers into subscribing to them like they'll say like you're watching my content for free why don't you just pay five dollars which is how much a tier one subscription costs uh, a tier three subscription costs fifteen dollars and sometimes they will like shame their viewers into paying that much money just to give them more money and, and they're it's whack and like my big problem with that is that like 
they can watch your content for free and they don't have to watch you anymore if they don't want to like they don't have to pay to watch your content no they shouldn't have to like and i mean that's the thing like i know from like the stuff that i do and everything like that a lot of the way these people make their money is through sponsorship so it's not like you know it's the end of the world if you know they're not making money that way because there's so many different ways with content creation and things like that to have streams of income like i definitely know that like it's just shaming people for stuff like that is so ridiculous to me because all that's doing is alienating people yeah and going back just a little bit to youtube um you can like instagram get sponsorships with companies like honey you can get sponsorships with a raycon some people have gotten very big sponsorships with like disney Mm mm-hmm and um i mean i've had friends who work with disney and stuff like that like yeah and i could point out i could say a lot of names of very very good youtubers oh for sure yeah like there's there's this one guy named um michael reeves he's a uh programmer who instead of uh actually making good projects he just makes stuff that uh isn't very useful but he's very funny mm-hmm. and he um he relates to the people and like he well he doesn't really do what the people want <laughs> yeah. but he at least it sounds like he's at least creating content that interests you and sounds like it's at least fun yeah definitely um I think he's one of the best people on the platform. Yeah. That sounds like something I don't mind you watching. Because definitely, like, the PewDiePies of the world, um, absolutely not. But uh, we'll save that for another time. But Yeah, we'll save that for... Uh... <laughs> um, but we're going to go ahead and wrap it up now. But um, we hope you all have enjoyed this first podcast. If this doesn't get good f- feedback... We're still going to continue. <laughs> We're going to do it anyway because we like it. But yeah. um, This is definitely very fun to do. Yes. This is also a good outlet for us and a good way for us to connect. And, you know, I don't think Nate minds saying this, but, you know, both of us have, you know, been feeling down with everything that's been going on in the world and we, stuff like that, for sure. I know that personally I've been feeling very very down with everything that's been going on in the world and i know i definitely have been too and everybody else is feeling that way but this is a way for us to have an outlet to have some fun and to connect and to do something cool and hopefully something that will get other people thinking and maybe it will help you and maybe if not a podcast but do something to you know new and fresh and fun to you know get yourself out of a rut or get yourself out of you know a little bit of a dark place yeah definitely i hope this helps some people just kind of i want to say escape for just yeah 
30 40 minutes just puts we're just trying to put some goodness out in the world for ourselves and for other people and we hope you enjoy it um i i guess this is where in the podcast where you know we tell people to subscribe and to you know give us five stars follow, follow us on spotify <laughs> follow us on all platforms that we are on give us all the stars I, i'm i'm at Darth Nader 0722 on everything. <laughs> that, that's his. Um, we also do have an Instagram for the podcast. It is Generation Rainbow Podcast on Instagram. Um, we have all kinds of cool stuff planned. So we hope you all stick it out with us. Yeah, definitely. All right. All right. Talk soon. Bye bye. <laughs>